0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. We are talking about the fruit of the Spirit this month. Amen. And uh, and if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Galatians five twenty two through 25. And this is our main text that we're taking here. And um, Jesus... Jesus calls us to walk in the fruit. Amen. He says he's calling us to bear fruit. And, you know, the way we bear fruit, and we're going to get to this, but the way we bear fruit is to abide in the vine. I'm going to say that again, to abide in the vine. In other words, it's difficult to, for, to force fruit. The best way to, to uh, walk in the fruit of the Spirit is to abide in the vine. Amen. And when we abide in Jesus, and you may say, how do you abide in him? Just, you know, you, you pray, you read your word, you come to church, and you abide in Jesus. And I think, it, you know, when we're abiding in Jesus, it's easy to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Now, in Galatians 5, 22 uh, through 25, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, And self control. Amen. And those, uh, and against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. I added this to it because, you know, if you're going to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, you're going to have to crucify some of your passions. Anybody know what I'm talking about? In other words, we got to lay down some of those things, those desires. We don't want the wrong desires to get out, out um, you know, forcing us or trying to push us into the wrong things. We want to crucify. So you have to crucify that old man, glory to God. And so the question today is, uh, why should we... Uh, oh, well, I'm going to be focusing on the fruit of kindness. And the question today is, why should we walk in kindness? Um, And we should walk in kindness because what Jesus did for us. You know, we're in the end days and a lot of people aren't walking in kindness. The Bible actually says that in the end days that the love of many will grow cold. Look at your neighbor and say, my love is growing hot. hot. Amen. And so we don't want our love growing cold. We want our love getting hot. Amen. Especially for Jesus. Look at Titus 3, 3 and 7. Let's look at Titus here. And, and in the book of Titus, this is Paul writing to Titus, and he's a young pastor. And we're looking at um, uh, chapter 3, verse 3. And it talks about, you know, who we were before we got Jesus in our lives. And let's look at this. It says, for, for we ourselves were also once foolish. We were once disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Hopefully that's not us now <laughs> Amen. but when the kindness of the love of God our Savior towards uh, man appeared not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing and the regeneration of renewing of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ and our Savior that having been justified by his grace we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life so here, Paul is saying that, you know, that at one time, you know, we, we lived foolish, foolishly. We, we, we walked in envy and hate. But hopefully, when you got Jesus in your heart, you're not walking in those things anymore. Amen. In other words, we're not walking in the works of the flesh, we're walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And I'm going to say this what it is is we're, if we need to be governed by the inside man. And not the outside man. And the inside man always wants to do what's right. Can I say that again? The inside man, you know, your heart never go against your heart. Amen. Because you have a new heart. And so what sometimes our flesh will go against the heart and it will cause us problems with our faith. And the only way you're going to please God is by faith. Amen. Amen. And you don't want your faith corrupted. Amen. You want pure faith. Amen. Your hearts have to be pure. And that's why you don't go against your heart. I like what the Apostle Paul says. You don't go against your conscience. And your conscience is a safe guide if your mind is renewed by the word of God. Can I get an amen in here? And so here we're talking about walking in the fruit of the spirit. And I like this because I don't want. see, the devil's constantly accusing us before God day and night. But if there's nothing he can accuse us about, then, then, then we, are you hear what I'm saying to you today? The, the, we can open the door for the devil if we're walking in the flesh. In other words, we can open the door for the enemy to come in if we're not doing the right things. If we're harboring ill will or bitterness. If we're harboring these things, it opens the door for the enemy to come in. Can I get an Amen. And so, uh, I like another scripture that talks about God's goodness towards us, and it's in Romans 5 8 and in the New King James. It says this, but God demonstrated his own love towards us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? So, why we were unlovely, why we were in the worst state that we could possibly be in, which is not being in Christ, God loved us anyway. I'm going to say this to, to you guys, and. You know, it seems like, you know, the more I'm a Christian, I'm around other Christians, uh, you know, we get used to being around each other and we love each other. But sometimes, you know, legalism can come in and we we can we can be judgmental on the world. Are you hear what I'm saying? People that don't know Christ. And so we don't want we don't want to have a judgmental or a critical attitude towards people outside of Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We don't want it. Why? Because we, we were just like them at one time. And so what we need to do, we need to have this fruit of kindness, you know, operating on the inside of us. And when we do that, it, it's a magnet that draws people to you. But it really draws people to the Christ, to the Jesus that's in you. So really, kindness, when we're walking in kindness, we're, we're actually towards especially people that we don't know or we may disagree with, you know, how they live in their life. But when we walk in kindness, the love of God, the Bible says, draws people to himself. And when we're walking in kindness towards those that are unkind, like I'm with the first question, who do you walk in kindness towards? Those that are unkind to you. Because you know what? It's easy to be kind when people are giving you gifts and loving on you. and Are you here what I'm It's easy to be kind to those people. But it's hard to be kind to people that aren't that nice. Either somebody say amen or oh me, it's true anyway. But, but when do we need to be kind? Amen. We need to be kind when people aren't treating us the right way. Can I get an Amen. We need to be kind to those people that are living a life that's not godly. Even the backsliders, we need to be kind to. Yeah, amen. Why? They, why? Because, because, you know, they're just bound up. They're, they're deceived. And they need the love of God that's in us to draw them back. Yes, amen. Because we don't want to be judging them on their sin because that same sin could come on us. The Bible says be very careful how you look at somebody that sins, because if you're in a judgmental attitude, uh, the enemy may push you to that point where you may do something even worse. Can I? Can I get an amen or owe me in here? So I'm going to say this, that kindness is a magnet that draws people to God and hopefully the God in you. Amen. I. There was a movie that was playing many years ago called Pay It Forward. Anybody ever seen that movie? And it was all about doing kind acts. It was all about if somebody did this kind of act, somebody could do another kind of act and, and so on and so on. And the world would be a better planet. You know, I, I've, heard where, I've heard where churches would, uh, they would give out cards. And we used to give out these cards as just a little extra on the back of it, where if you're if you're um, if you're at a movie, if you're at a, a restaurant, you can pay a, you can give a little extra in a tip. Amen. Amen. If you're a Christian, don't give one of those, you know, phony twenty dollar bills on the thing that says, ha, gotcha. Money's not If money's your God. You're going to hell. Don't give them one of those fake twenty dollar are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Do you, have you ever seen those? It it looks like a $20 bill and you open it up and say, yeah, you know, if, if if money was your God, then you're going to hell and you need to get Jesus in your life, right? Well, I don't think that will win anybody to God. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? That might just make a lot of people mad. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? No, you know, if you, we want a tip and we want to give a good tip and then we want to... Why? Because it's the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. It's, it's, it's when we pray for people and, and, and God heals people and, God, and people real, re, you know, realize that God loves them. That's when they start, come, start running to them. Amen? Amen? So let's look at this. So, so we're kind to those that are unkind to us. In Matthew 5, 43 and 48, it's a good scripture here. And this is about walking in love towards those that are unlovely. And uh, it says here, you have heard that it was said. Now, I'm not going to say, can I say something this morning? It's not easy at times walking in the fruit of the spirit. Amen. I, 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 I'm not, I, I'm preaching this, but it's easier to preach than to live. Amen. Uh, okay. I mean, I can, I, I, it's easy for me to preach it, but for me to actually live it, you know, it's a whole, you know, because I, I like, how many people like things done right in here? That's that, most of you. Right. You go to a restaurant. You don't want your food cold. Right. You, 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 you like it done right. I, I like things done right. Matter of fact, I've been studying kindness and it's been helping me not to, you know, uh, get too upset when people do wrong things or when they make a mistake. And yesterday I was at McDonald's with my family and uh, we, we don't hardly, hardly ever go to McDonald's, but we went. And uh, we just thought we'd have a little family outing at McDonald's. Amen. And so we ordered some food and, and we sat there. They gave us a little, I guess they're doing things different. It used to be called fast food in the restaurants. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like fast food because it seems like, you know, uh, the food's not too fast. And they give me a little uh, number. Now they give you number, like a regular restaurant. Here's a number, sit that on your table and we'll get to you. And I thought, what happened to fast food? <laughs> you know, this is slow food. <laughs> Not soul food, but slow food. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Today? <laughs> and so we're sitting there, and, and I, it's like it's taking a long time for us to get our food. And, and Yin is my patient side. She's more patient than me. And Yin says, where's the food? And I said... You're right, you know. I was just enjoy sitting down. I said, where is it? She said, and Yin said, take your thing up there and walk and hold it up in front of them. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about? It was, it was a number. So I go up there, you know, can I have my food? I mean, it's been like 10 minutes. And, he, and, and the manager said, we had a problem. I said, problem? What kind of problem did you have? Somebody took your food. <laughs> Well, the old Pastor David would, would fume a little bit and be a little, you know. I did say, say, did they steal my food? <laughs> did they just take my food? Well, it was a similar order. And, you know, you know no, I, I do special orders. <laughs> it, wasn't, it could have been a similar order. You know, I mean, I had it just right. And so, but the guy said, we're going to make it right for you, whatever you, we'll we'll upgrade the order, we'll give you more. And I was being nice. And so I I thought, well, what about one of those lattes? I'll get a free latte and give me this and give me that. And uh, so so they sort of made it up, but they still made my sandwich wrong. So, but I still walked in love, went back up there and said, hey, you made my sandwich, you know, it, it, it was supposed to be a griddle, you know, anybody know what I'm talking about? But it was on a regular, you know, it wasn't a McGriddle. You know, there's like two pancakes in between. Anybody ever had a McGriddle in here? They're good. See, I I get the egg, cheese and bacon, but I have them hold the bacon and put a slice of tomato there. Amen. So, you you know, it's a little more healthier. Amen. I am getting a little older. Amen. But they did make that right. So, but I'm glad that I am below my top. I'm glad I am fume. I, I stayed at peace. I, I did at the very beginning wondered why somebody stole my food. But other than that, you couldn't, you couldn't blame them on that. So here in Matthew, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he, he, says, he says in Matthew 5, verses 43 through 48, if you're, if you're looking in your Bible this morning. He says, you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And so that's really how they, they lived, you know, love, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. You know, the Old Testament was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. So, but thank, somebody say thank God for grace. Thank God for grace. Thank God we're in the era of grace, amen. Thank God that we're not under the law anymore. Thank you, Jesus. If you're under the law, you're in trouble, amen. amen. So, so Jesus is, is teaching a new way to his disciples. And... Um, And, you know, you know, because, you know, you want to tick for tat, right? When somebody does you wrong, you want to come back. But that we don't want to do that as Christians. Amen. And so he says here, love your in. But I say to you, love your enemies. So Jesus now is saying, love your enemies. Number one. Number two, bless those who curse you. Now, I'm talking about kindness today because, you know, it's easy to be kind to people that are nice to you. But it's not easy to be kind when people are mean to you. I'm trying to get this all across to you guys. Amen. In other words, it's easy to be kind when people love you, but it's not easy to be kind when people don't love you. Isn't that right? Amen. And um, amen. I'm going to say this. Sometimes when people do us wrong, I used to, I'm saying, used to, I used to think they were vindictive, they were doing it on purpose. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, and, you know, let's not think that way. (laughs) Let me get back to my... (laughs) They're not out to get you, all right? (laughs) People aren't... I don't think people are out to get you, amen? I just think people make mistakes. People mess up. People say the wrong things. Have you ever said the wrong thing to anybody? Have you ever done the wrong thing, amen? It can cost you. So he says, he says here, love your enemies, number one. Number two, bless those who curse you. Number three, he says, do good to those who hate you. Do good to those who hate you. That doesn't sound right. You want to WWF them, right? Amen. That's, that's wrestling. Amen. I think it's wrestling. Amen. Pal driver or something. But anyway, uh, pray for, now, now look at this. Number four, pray for those who spitefully use you. Now, these are people that are doing it on purpose. Pray for those who are on purpose coming against you and are persecuting you. Pray for them. Pray for them. Well, what do you want me to pray, Pastor? Can I pray hellfire on them like the disciples talked about? when they were rejected in the city and they came to Jesus and then they had a good idea, you know, to pray hell hellfire down on the people and so God can burn them up. Amen. Because that's what happened in the Old Testament. So, you know, the Old Testament was old. Somebody say New Testament. New Testament. Somebody say new covenant. new covenant. We're in a new covenant. Amen. Amen. Based on different rules now. Amen. Amen. It's not, we're not fighting our people. You don't fight people anyway. The only, the only the person that you're fighting is the enemy, is the devil. Amen? He's the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the one that's working through people. And all you have to do is, t- you know, if, if somebody's coming against you, can I just, I, I, this wasn't in my notes, but if somebody's coming against you, pray for them, but take authority over that spirit that's working through them. Because sometimes it's an Christ, an antichrist spirit working against them to get to you. Are you here? Where, so, so, you, you know, you can just bind that spirit in Jesus name. Now, don't do it in front of them. I bind you, devil. Get out of my face. Don't do it in front of them. Are you here? Because that you, it might be a fight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't, you don't want to bind. I bind you, devil. You don't want to say that to your spouse that just mouth off on you. I bind you. Well, you can, but, but you don't, you, you, you want to do it in closed quarters you want to take authority and bind that spirit because it's spirits that move on people that causes them to do wrong things amen. it's the holy spirit that moves on god's people that causes us to do good things amen. isn't that right yeah. amen and so we need we need to understand that so so we need to just take authority and bind that spirit and then, then just believe God that you have favor with those people. Amen. And then when you do good things for people that aren't good to you, it can change the tide for you. It can cause them to open their eyes and see you as a different type of person. Amen. And some of you might be saying, that's kissing up, Pastor, and I'm not going to kiss up. No, it's, it's, it's Bible. It's walking in love. Yeah. It's walking in love. And when you walk in love and they're trying to, get, you know, they're trying to be mean to you, it's going to be hard for them to be mean when you're walking. Feed your enemies, the Bible says. Amen. So he says here, pray for those who spitefully use you. That's those who are doing it on purpose and persecute you. Say uh, that, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on the evil and the good and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust, for if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And that word perfect means mature. So God wants us to have a mature faith. In other words, that we're, we're not you know, we're not coming against people that are coming against us the way the world does it. See, the, you know, they got these TV shows. I don't know if you ever watch these TV shows. I flip the channels every once in a while in the afternoon. Sometimes I'm home and I flip the channels. And they will have two girls fighting each other with a crowd of people watching. And I'm thinking, what is this all about? It's not wrestling. But it's like two people that don't like each other. And now they got it on TV where they're bickering about something. Normally some boyfriend or something. And they're fighting. Anybody ever see those shows? It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, man. yeah. How many people watch that stuff? Okay. <laughs> I forgot who, you know. Uh, I don't know. Some of you might know the name of their show. Some, but anyway, those aren't the shows you should be watching as Christians. Now, I used to watch Divorce Court when I was single, and I stayed happy being single when I watched Divorce Court because they were having so much problems in Divorce Court, I think, thank God I'm single, amen? But I, you know, that's for the single people that, okay, we won't go there. You don't, don't scratch that, okay? Let's just rewind that, amen? And so what is he saying? He's saying that we need to be kind. We need to be, we need to be kind. Now, who do we need to be kind to? Those that are unkind to us, number one. Number two, we need to be kind to those that are less fortunate, fortunate than us. Amen. Can I say that again? Yes. We need to be kind to those that are less fortunate, or might be in trouble, or might not have what we have. Amen. There's lots of people out here that are less fortunate. That's why I'm so glad that we that we um, have Union Mission that we sow into to help the poor get off the streets and into, into safe environments. You know, I, I I'm glad that I'm not on the streets, but I'm glad that. That, that we can sow into a ministry that's helping people. When you give into this ministry, you're helping people. You're helping those that don't know what to do, and in, in, in the clinics, the, the the young women that are pregnant, and, and we we sow into the crisis pregnancy center, Amen. And we're going to be doing a walk for life pretty soon, and and so uh, you know I want to want to encourage you. Uh, uh, that, that To think about that and do the walk for life. And, and we want to help those that, that are less fortunate. We want to walk in love towards those that may find themselves in trouble. Can I get an amen? amen. And so here's a, a great story here of, of, uh, of there, there's blessings that are connected to being nice. And we don't be nice because we want blessings. But I'm going to say this. When you're nice, it can open doors of grace for you. Can I say that again? When you're nice, it can be open doors of grace for you. Uh, in Genesis 24, we're going to look at Genesis 24 this morning. And look, look at Genesis 24. It says, um, and this is Abraham, and he's older. And, uh, and uh, he is sending his servant out uh, back to his relatives to find a wife for Isaac. He didn't want, them, he didn't want Isaac marrying somebody that wasn't part of his family line. So, so Abraham sent his servant back and uh, his servant uh, went to where, you know, his hometown was. And uh, in Genesis 24, 10 through 25, let's look at this. Now, this is going to be a little bit of reading, but I think you can endure this morning. And here it says here, and we're going to look at verse 10 because we're dropping down because his servants went out there. It said, then the servant took 10 of his master's camels and departed, for all his master's goods were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at the evening time. And the time when the women would go out to draw water, uh, to draw water. Then he said, "O oh Lord, God of my master, Abraham, please give me success this day and show me kindness to my master, Abraham. Notice he's praying that God would show kindness to Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of the water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. So th- this is interesting. He knew where to find the ladies <laughs> By the water well. Amen. So he wasn't a dummy. He was looking for a wife for Isaac. He went to the water well. Amen. Because that's where they come. Amen. If you're a a young man or if you're a man that's looking, you got to... Okay, we won't go there. But anyway. Now, let it be that the young woman to whom I say, Please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, Drink. I will also give you camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. So he prayed this prayer and then he says, and by this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. And it happened before he had finished speaking that behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her pitcher on her shoulder now the young woman was very beautiful to behold a virgin no man had known her and she went down to the well filled her pitcher and and came up and the servant ran to meet her and said please let me uh, let me drink a little water from your pitcher so she said forget about it i'm going i have no she said drink my lord then she quickly let her pitcher down in her hand and gave him a drink and when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trawl, into the trawl, ran back to the well to draw the water for her camels. And the man wondered at her. So we see here that this lady, Rebecca, she had a, she had a heart of kindness. Somebody say heart of kindness. And she saw, and, and I believe that Abraham's servant was an older man and that he looked like he needed help and her heart went out towards him which when he asked her for a drink she did it immediately but not only that she was quick and to to water those 10 camels think about that think about it she would have to it, it could have spent an hour watering those camels think about the kindness you know jesus talks about that when somebody asks for something, that we should always go the extra mile. In other words, we should do more than just the average. We should be more, you know, what I'm saying to you today is we should go the extra mile. Somebody, Jesus said, if somebody wants you to go one mile, go with them too. Amen. In other words, we should have this benevolent attitude towards people, an uh, attitude of kindness. And Rebecca had that attitude of kindness. And what, what happened? Well, well, Becca received, I could continue to read it, but he, immediately he, he took some gold out of his bag, put gold bracelets on her, and gave her a gold nose ring. Amen. I don't know about all the nose rings. I, I don't know about that today, but, uh, but she got a gold, she got, she got compensated Amen. for her niceness. Yes. Think about that. Not only that. She, 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 she got, you know, a husband out of it too. A wealthy husband. Can some ladies say amen on that? Amen. 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 Just being nice. Just being nice. You know. That that is an attribute that you don't see many people that have, and just being nice, be being a person uh, of of character, being a person that 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 that's a giver. Or do do you see yourself as a giver, or are, are you looking for ways to bless people, or are, are you praying that God will open doors of grace for you to touch somebody? Are you listening to me today? Because I really believe that this morning, if you're not walking in a full, if you feel like you're not walking in the full blessings of God, you need to check what have you been sowing lately? And are you sowing kindness or are you sowing good things into people's lives? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I believe when we start sowing good things, good things come back to us. Uh, you know, uh, it's interesting to me, I, I, I never thought that I would be a pastor. a matter of fact, I never wanted to be a pastor. I just wanted to be a wealthy businessman. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And, uh, and, but I was, you know, but I love God. I love the church. And, uh, and, and I, you know, I started serving God in the church. And I, everything, every job that I did in the church, I wanted to be the best at it. If they called me to be an usher and I was an usher, I'm going to be the best usher there. If, if they called me to be a teacher and I taught, I taught the, the children, I love doing that. I would cut up with the children and, and I taught them. I wanted to be the best teacher and the teacher that the kids wanted. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I wanted to show something good. And so I was just doing my thing, just being the best that I could be, being kind to the people in the church. And all of a sudden, I get a calling on my life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Some of you guys are looking, what's my calling? Well, it might be, first of all, to be nice. Okay. And um, we're called to be nice. We're called to be givers. Glory to God. And so Paul admonishes us, because I'm going to say this, we need to be looking out for the interests of others, not just ourselves. See, the world just looks for themselves. I noticed something, and it's funny because I'm looking for, I'm looking for ways to connect to people when I'm out in the, in the marketplace. Just maybe there's a way I could just minister to somebody, give them a card, bless somebody, pray for somebody. I, I'm looking for needs. And if you're going to be a fisher of men, you're going to have to learn to look for needs out here. Amen. And be a person that's going to extend yourself. And I notice when I walk around, when I look at people, people don't look at me. Have you ever looked around and people are in their own world? They don't even want to look at you. You know, <laughs> don't look at me. And there's a lot of anybody ever noticed that I kind of look around. I, just, I look at people. I'm just like, Lord, is there anybody in here that needs you, you know? But people don't look back at me. Anybody? Any any people watchers in here? Do we got any people watchers in here? Glory to God. And I watch people, but they don't watch me. Then I used to think, man, I got to go out looking nice. And then I think nobody cares how I look. (laughs) They're all in their own world. I saw some girl, it looked like she was wearing pajamas and slippers to the food line the other day. I'm thinking, what, what, she had pajamas. Bought. I was like, what? What's wrong with... P-? Okay. I, I'm, I'm judging. I'm judging. I'm judging. You ever see that? Yes. Oh, it's you that go out like that. No, I won't go. I hope you don't go out in your pajamas. No. That must be a new fad or something. I don't, have you seen that out there? Yes you think, my God, they must not... Oh, my... Okay. All I know is I don't, want, I don't want my pajamas that I sleep in to be out in the world mixing. You know, I like clean... Okay. So in Philippians 2, 1 through 4... Let, I'm trying to get through this sermon this morning. Help me out. In Philippians 2, 1 through 4, it says, Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy... Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one accord, and one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Think about that. And I'm thinking, what is he smoking? You know, let other, you know, in other words, you want, you want to honor people more than you honor yourself. Amen. Didn't Abraham do that? Then Abraham honored his nephew and and when they were having problems, Abraham said to his nephew, you know, there's the land is all stretched out. You you, you take your first pick. Didn't Abraham do that? He said that to Lot. Lot, you take the first pick. He took the one that was really watered, really nice. And I'm going to take the one that down there near all the heathens, you know. And, uh, and oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so and so he, he but, but Abraham. But as soon as Abraham did that, you gave him, you know, the best. It looked like God said, I'm giving you everything. Amen. we got to get that selfishness out of us. Amen. Can I get an amen, amen. or no an me? And he says here, let each of you look out not only for its own interests, but also for the interests of others. Amen. And so we need to be looking out for the interests of it. We need to show kindness to those. Uh, another key reason why we should show kindness or who we should show kindness to is we should show kindness to those who are offended with us. That's a good one, isn't it? Have you ever offended anybody in here? Have you ever said anything wrong to a relative or somebody and you didn't mean it? You know they were wearing their pajamas out, and at the, at the, and you said, "What are you thinking?" And you lost your, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And they and they got offended because they thought it was okay wearing their pajamas out. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And they got offended with your words. Yes. So so uh, what happened? Has anybody ever offended anybody in here? Amen. Okay, then you guys are. I'm telling you, you guys are pure as a driven snow. None of you guys. Amen. But I'm going to say this, that there's a story about David in 1 Samuel 25. And in 1 Samuel 25, this is David. And the story is, is around David, Nabal and Abigail. And David, at this time, he had about 600 men. He was still running from Saul. and uh, But he was sort of protected. Nabal was a wealthy man. He was protecting Nabal's you know, sheep and from, you know, because there were people that would go in and try to steal sheep and do all that. But but David did good towards Nabal by protecting his land with his men. And so David's, uh, David sent some of his men to talk to Nabal and asked if they needed some supplies, they needed some help. And, and, and Nabal um, did not uh, answer correctly, if I may. And uh, and it says in Samuel uh, 25, 10 through eleven said the Nabal answered David's servant and said, "Who is David and who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away, uh, break away each one from his master. Shall I then take my bread and make my make my water and my meat that that I have killed from my shears? Have I give and give it to men when I do not know who where they are from?" So what he was saying, what was he saying was he wasn't respecting David. He was basically just saying that David's an outlaw, a criminal. And do you know David had, uh, had a little of a bit of a temper? He didn't like what Nabal said. And, uh, and so in, in Samuel 25, he, he got his men, 400 men. He says, he says he's going to kill everybody over there. David was going to take them all out. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? He said, that's it. I was saying, he used to repay an evil for my good. And so David said, that's it. Have you, ever, have you ever tried to take things in your own hands? Have you ever tried to handle it yourself? It doesn't work out great, does it? And so David was going to go ahead and take out Nabal and all the men. He was going to kill every man. He said, strap on your swords. We're going. And Abigail, she was a wise woman. I, thank God for wise women. I'm telling you. And, and she was a wise woman. And, and some of her servants came back to her and said, you know, told her what happened, how Nabal responded to David's men. And, you know, David's a mighty warrior. You don't respond that way to a mighty warrior that, that, that's, that's a specialist in killing. Because David was a good killer. I'm going to say that right now. And so, but uh, she, she said, oh, my, he, you know, Nabal was rude, was arrogant you know, and and answered the wrong way, David's going to come back and kill us all. So what did Abigail do? She got all the supplies that she could get, and she brought it over and met David before he came on the property, and she bowed to David and basically asked forgiveness and said, here's all these supplies you can have. Please don't kill us. Think about that. And you know what David did? David stopped and said, thank God that God moved on your heart because I could have took matters in my own hands. And and because of her kind act, it kept bloodshed from happening that day. Sometimes our kind acts can keep bad blood from, from going forth in our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Sometimes we might, might need to do a, a kind act. And so David that day received the kind offering of Abigail. And the Bible said the next day uh, that Abigail talked to her husband about it, about what she did to avoid the catastrophe and to avoid blood being shed. And, and, and the Bible said that um, that Nabal got so upset about it within 10 days, the Bible said the Lord struck Nabal and he died. So he died over that. Amen. Yes. Because he was selfish, self-centered. He didn't care about anybody but himself. And he died. We don't want to die in self-centeredness. We don't want to die in, in having an attitude that's all about me, mine, and I don't care about anybody else. No, we need to have an attitude that we want to be generous people. We want to be giving people. We want to be people that, that, uh, want, want to help, you know, have a desire to help other people. And so we see this that, that who, who do we be nice to? We be nice to those that we have offended. David was offended. But, but Abigail's gesture of kindness turned the whole situation around. Amen. Amen. You know, same thing with Ruth. You know, Ruth was a Moabite. She uh, was uh, married and her, she lost her husband. And Naomi was her mother-in-law. And you all know the story of Ruth. She stayed with her mother-in-law, went back home to the hometown. Even though she was a Moabitess, she wasn't an, uh, a Jew. And, um, and she really didn't have a covenant. But but the covenant she had with her husband that passed away. But we know that her kindness to her mother-in-law, that Boaz started showing kindness to her in the fields where she gleaned from. Because the poor people could glean from the fields, uh, 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 you know, of the wheat so they could have food. And and so we know that Boaz, because of her kindness to her mother-in-law, it, she sowed kindness and she reaped kindness and reaped a husband on top of that. Think about that. We don't want to be people that are selfish and self-centered and just focused on ourselves. No, we want to be people that are benevolent and and, and kind and and looking for ways to be a blessing to others. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And when we start being a blessing to others, we'll become a God magnet. Uh, In other words, people will be being drawn to us. But not to, for us to be exalted. Hopefully when they're drawn to us, we're, we're, we're pointing to Jesus. And they can say, why are you so kind? I said, because of Jesus. I used to be a rotten rascal. <laughs> I used to be a mean one, Mr. Grinch. But my heart grew four sizes bigger. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I used to be mean. I used to just look out for number one because nobody else would look out for number one. I used to be like that, but now I'm a giver. Somebody say, be a giver. Be a giver. Amen. You know, you know Jesus one day was uh, he had some crowds with him, and he, and Peter just you know he was fishing all night, he was toiling all night, didn't catch any fish, and he had his boat there at the shore and, 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 uh, and so Jesus walked. And sat down in his boat to preach a message. And Peter did not stop Jesus. And then then Jesus says, Peter, while I'm using your boat, can you push it out for me too? And Peter went ahead and allowed Jesus to use his boat. And uh, somebody say kindness. In other words, when we're walking in kindness, we should let people use our things every once in a while. We should be a blessing to somebody. If somebody asks you to borrow something, you know, allow them to borrow it. Of course, you're going to have to get some kind of contract. If they break it, they're going to have to pay you for it. But no. But uh, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? If you break it, it's yours. Okay. But. Amen. But anyway. But so, so, so Jesus is preaching out of his boat. And after he preaches, Jesus said, "Listen, I'm going to do something for you, Peter." And Jesus said, "Listen, I want you to take the net that you've been you've been you know uh, trying to trying to get fish all night, and I want you to throw that net on the on on a, I think the right side of the boat." And Peter did it reluctantly. Now, Peter had his other fishing buddies with him, James and John. They were in two boats, too. And what happened was that Peter caught so much fish. and with so much fish that he caught. He had his other brothers, you know, John and and, and James. They, They, he said, get your bets out. And it filled up not only his boat, but their boats, too. Think about this. A kind act that... Peter did allowing Jesus to preach the gospel and then he got a man a boat full of fish yes, amen. think about that Can being kind open the door to the blessings in our lives? I believe there's a connection there. I believe when we start walking in love and we start becoming a giver and we start doing things for other people, because that's what we're called to do. We're called to be a blessing. And if you want to see a blessing, be a blessing. Be kind. I believe I believe that when we're kind it's a key to the divine. You can Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? When we start doing things out of unselfish heart, out of love. Now don't do it because you're desiring somebody to do something for you. That's the wrong attitude. Just do it just just to be nice. Amen. Somebody say just to be, nice. to be nice. Amen. And we know that 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 Jesus You know, his last sermon, illustrated sermon, praise God, before he went to the cross, uh, was that, you know, they were at the, uh, the last supper and Jesus, you know, he washed the disciples' feet. And he washed each one of their feet. He did a servant's job. The, the lowest job that you could do, he did. And he washed the, the disciples' feet. And he told the disciples, go and do likewise to one another. In other words, if we want to be somebody that's a giver, if we want to walk in this, this fruit of kindness, we have to have a servant's heart. we got to understand that that Jesus is the servant of all and Jesus said if you want to be great in the kingdom of God you have to be servant of all yeah. the greater you want to be in a kingdom the greater servant you got to be and so he was teaching I was he said you don't understand what I'm saying what I'm doing now but you will understand that's how the kingdom of God operates it operates through the law of sowing and reaping Giving and receiving. Yes. It, it's a, it's a law. And when we start walking in this law, we'll see the blessings. We'll see the grace. Yes. We'll see God open doors that no man can shut. Amen. And I'm telling you, this church is getting into a place where we're going to be fishers of men. And we're going to be doing things in the community and walking in love and being benevolent. And we're going to see the grace of God fall in this. Place. You believe that today? I'll tell you, God is an awesome God. I'm looking at givers this morning. I'm looking at kind people. I'm not looking at self people. I'm looking at unselfish people today. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm kind. kind. And it's the key to the divine. divine. Hallelujah.